Here we are, live. <laughs> You're starting my podcast. Let's start over. No, 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 no. Keep it going. We're starting. Sorry. I'm going to take it to you. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, welcome back to the Late Bloomer Podcast. My name is Juan and I am your host. And today I have a very special guest with me. Um, oh, the owner, founder, creator. Uh, carried this baby in his womb. Oh my gosh. For... I don't know how long. Uh, we're here at Young Records. I'm here with Austin Isaac. Thank you, Juan. Juan's a really good friend of mine. We uh, worked together at the Rose Bowl for quite a while. Uh, just mini backstory. I was a swim coach. Juan came in and uh, he laid down the law and made sure everything was good around the bowl. And um, he's still there making sure everything's great. And he's a really good friend of mine. And he's really into Marvel and salsa dancing. And <laughs> you're over here. I like how I'm supposed to be interviewing you and talking about you, but you're coming and just like <laughs> listing out my resume. And you're lying. I didn't lay down the law anywhere. What are you talking about? Never. Not Man, once. this guy is too humble. But yeah, Juan's a really nice guy. Um, thank you for having me, Juan. I've never been interviewed. I always interview people. Uh, at my studio and at my production company so it's really nice to get interviewed so i really appreciate it thank well, you no no problem man i we've been trying to do this for a little while for like a year or two yeah like I, it's <laughs> a little while a little while but i don't know man with covid it just everything seems like a little while yeah. i know that we were supposed to set something up and i'm pretty sure covid ended up hitting and then i was just like i'm not going to record for a little while yeah and you should have i think people were just like what do i do with my life and i i recorded understandable. one um after like a two month break. And then yeah. I thought about continuing to do it, but I was just like, there's just so much going on. I tried recording on zoom. That's difficult. Zoom. It, it was hard. Sorry, zoom. You suck. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> go Skype. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's, you know, you do what you got to do nowadays. You got to hustle to make it live stream and shit like that. Yeah. We, we had to adapt. We jumped on live stream right away. We were doing live sessions, which is, um, just recording the camera and audio. Then we jumped on the live stream. Um, to try to nip it in the butt and meaning like try to be everybody's live stream production right. company. Um, obviously, no, more and more people are getting live stream uh, stuff and live stream ready, live stream production stuff. But we want to be like we worked with a good amount of people um, outside of the live stream. So we're helping that we're hoping that that helps us build into the live stream platform. So we've been doing live streams since last March 2020. Holy shit. Yeah, and then the live sessions for two years. So it's been cool. And then we've been here at Young Records. I opened Young Records, North Hollywood, California. Um, 91605, shout out. <laughs> um, August 2017. And I graduated college in March of 2017. Well, let really quick backstory. So what made you want to start your company? Um, I didn't want to start my company at all. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I was a drummer. I went to school for being a drummer at Musicians Institute. Shout out to them. They are actually the greatest. Mm -hmm. um, they helped get my stuff. I thought I was a really good drummer. I have a drum set here in the studio. Yeah. Um, for people that, if you can see it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got jerks for days. Anyways, um, yeah, I went to school for drumming. And I went there for 18 months. My dad said, why don't you go to school for engineering, sound engineering, as a um, backup. So I kind of had that in the back of my mind. Um, the last, we had a quarter program, which means you do three months at a time, very intensive. Yeah. Um, so the last five, and like the fifth and sixth quarter, last six months, um, we had to do a marketing class. This guy named Bobby Borg, he's really amazing, teaches at US, USC, UCLA, and um, Musicians Institute. And he was a drummer in a couple bands. and whatnot so he, he wrote these books marketing books business books mm -hmm. and um, i was like i'm just gonna i have to make a marketing plan i didn't want to make a marketing plan about myself so i made a fake thing called young records which was a fake record label yeah um and what record labels do for people that just don't know real quick um record labels back in the day they used to like so let's say one i'm gonna sign you right i really love your salsa dancing um mm -hmm. and the music that you do i'm gonna sign you for a deal of five hundred thousand dollars uh, for three records. Yep. Okay. So, um, you go, you do your thing. I'll let you have your thing. And, uh, the first record maybe sells like $350,000, which is good, but you now owe the record label $150,000 right. because you didn't sell $500,000 worth and you didn't make any money. 
So now you have the second record, which is $500,000 of production, and then now you owe $150,000. So you're $650,000 in debt. Mm -hmm. And let's say your record makes $651,000, then you make $1,000, and the company gets all their money back. You know, so it's kind of like they have control, they own you, um, they want to, like, shape you in the way that you dress because they're producing, I mean, it's fair, like, right? They're putting $500,000 into you. I'm giving you $500,000 for your dream. Um, So I thought that was kind of, like, uh, fucked up, but it's kind of the business. Now they're doing something called 360 deals, which means um, if I were to sign you now to, like, a big record label, I'd um, take your percentage of, like, your music rights, your, um, what is this called? Uh, Merchandise. Yeah. Yeah, your merch. Um, pretty much anything an artist does to make money, they're going to take some percentage of it because they're signing you and they're putting you on this their platform. Mm-hmm. You know, they're giving you five hundred one million dollars. And sometimes they could be like, you know, I could be like, Juan, I fucking love this. And then for some reason, I can be like, you know what? I'm just going to shelf the record. Yeah. And you're And then you're going to owe me five hundred thousand dollars. And there's not going to be a reason why it's just going to be in the contract. Um, that's just like some stip. You're not, that's not all the time, but you, there's a possibility. So I just thought that was really fucked up. Um, so I was like thinking outside the box, what can I do? Or, um, I always kind of want to be different. What, what can I do to create something that has record label potential record label, um, quality, but still gives the people their musicianship rights. Yeah. So thought of young records it was originally a record label but i um i have a really amazing mentor named michael benicos um shout out to you michael and <laughs> the people at musicians institute they helped steer me yeah um he said just make it a production company because you're still able to focus on the production things you just don't invest your own money which is great because i'm still able to let's say now you want to come in and um, record a podcast or you want to come in and do a vocal session you pay me whatever x amount of dollars and then I do my mixing, whatever you want me to do, my service, and then you leave. That's it. And then you're able to promote yourself. I don't have any tie to you unless we work further from that. And I think um, that's kind of new nowadays because you're not able to get that kind of quality. And um, a lot of people are able to do, like right now we're doing a podcast with mm-hmm. your computer and two mics that ha- that wasn't able, you know, we weren't able to do that in the 80s and 90s and, you know, back then. And now it's so, it's great because... Like I said, we're doing something like this. We can do it in the desert. We can do it on the mountains. Right. We can do it. Anybody can do it, which is great. But then also it's kind of saturated um, with that kind of double-edged sword. So we try to like really push ourselves to be that good like medium. Obviously, this is not a million dollar studio like Capital or like, you know, whatever, Capital Records and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, we've worked with some big people like Green Day, uh, Kanye West, uh, Fall Out Boy. Um, Weezer, Ted Nugent, Sticks. We have some some of those guys, um, just to list a few. And um, so we have like the the backup and the knowledge and the resume. Um, so we're just we want to be able to provide that for the artist and um, just like really cater to them and cater to their vision. I've been producing a really great artist named Decap the Don. Hmm. He's a really good friend of mine and uh, my roommate Donald. And um, I just been helping like create his vision and take his vision and take it to life and um, another friend named uh, Jonah Silver Queen he does really good like theatric music and like movie and just really we just vibe on like a musical level and I just been really I just finished a record for him yeah um, in January and it was just really great just seeing you know those people come their shit come to life and like just kind of like when we're at the Rose Bowl like when I coach I used to coach kids and stuff like just seeing them like excel yeah and um, that's kind of like why I really like doing it. So that's my brief four minutes of why I started Young Records. No, no, you're you're fine. I was actually going to say, so what it sounds like to me is that you're the type of person that really just, like, you care about the artist themselves, you yeah, know, the like art. Mu- yeah, music is like my life. Like my first, I was just talking to um, a really nice person yesterday about how um, the Smiths, I don't know if you've heard How Soon Is Now, um as like mm. a really trippy intro anyways that was like one of my first songs ever i can remember in life i think i was four years old that like blew my mind my parents played 80s music a lot of music they turned me on to a whole bunch of stuff a lot of my friends um they just rub off onto me so like i have tattoos of like pink floyd rush david bowie like they're all like 
they just they're they what they stand for their individualism the way that they've influenced music and other people like that means a lot to me more than like i know money will come and that's great we have to survive but like i do this for the love of the art and like how you dance because you love to dance like mm. you do it like recently i picked up guitar and it's been like i've been playing it for 10 months it's been like the most like that is my pinnacle like to me that yeah. is like my baby right now and like just seeing that grow like the art like you said i do it for the art yes yeah, well that's that's beautiful well going back to your childhood yeah. So what was your environment growing up like aside uh, because I I feel like aside from the musician musicianship that you carry yeah. I feel like overall you're just an artistic person like you were surrounded Yeah um, um I was telling you right before my mom's Mexican and Cuban mm -hmm. and that's a that's a feisty kind of like roundabout background they've mm -hmm. got a lot of culture and music um my grandpa is a, an amazing singer from Sinaloa Mexico Oh shit and um he came to the States on a scholarship from singing because from when he was 16 and he put his um, brother through school through that. And um, he sings to this day at, uh, in Texas and he does live streams and he he's amazing. He's really awesome. Mike, That's awesome. You know, so we get some of that. And um, my mom's a makeup artist. She's also like I said, she's also Cuban. So they've got Cuban music. It's just Afro Cuban, all that kind of like. Yeah, it's just such a big big thing um and then my dad's syrian um which is in syria if people don't know it's right next to lebanon and um turkey it's an amazing um it's an amazing country i went 2010 and they have an amazing culture and music and the way that they play and interact with people so that has influenced me a lot my dad's a photographer and my sis i have a sister and she's um She's a fashion designer and uh, mainly a fashion stylist, but she also designs clothes mm -hmm. and um, she's really into that. So I've grown up with just art pretty much. And we had art all around the house. My dad's photos um, were very, very big into like, just like talking about art. Like, and also we're, um, we're big into uh, like, uh, what is it called? When you're like helping, helping motivate people like to like say, yes, you can do your art. Like, you know, my mom's a makeup artist. She's been doing it for, she doesn't like to say it, but like for over 30 years, she's done, she's worked on celebrities, fashion shows, makeup artists. Um, and she always tries to encourage people like, yeah, you can do your dream. She's always pushing herself. Yeah. My sister, she's 21. She's worked with a lot of like big artists and she like, it's, there's just great inspiration. They always push me and they're always trying to encourage people to like, like, I think us as a family, just try to encourage people that like, whatever you want to do in your life, you should be able to pursue it, whatever makes you happy. So, and I think that's what encompasses um, young records. Like we try to just create a great, happy vibe and mm. just really um, get your best vision coming out of here and your best music, your best art. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. No. Well, yeah. I mean, it just, it sounds like you had a very supportive. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be anywhere without, some... without my family. So shout out to my mom, dad, sister, and the rest of them. No. Yeah. And that's crazy because not a lot of people get that especially uh, with the arts fair not even i uh, just take away the arts one just yeah. a lot of people a lot of people um I, I don't know who i was having this discussion with actually i was playing this game um where you read these cards between friends or like if you're in a relationship whatever it doesn't matter yeah, yeah and the and the thing was uh the question was like did you like your upbringing and did you think it was better than other people's and i think yeah it was and i was blessed because i grew up in uh um, eagle rock and it's very diverse multicultural a lot mm -hmm. of hispanics and asians and um, african-americans and you also have got like people from the middle east i mean so it's very you know multicultural so you see a lot of different things and you learn maybe not when you're as a kid you mm -hmm. know but now our age you learn to be appreciative more and just say like wow at least for me like i wouldn't be here today without like my and we're not like i'm not a rich person and um i'm you know we're not like living on the streets and i'm blessed and um, i know people that have been in those situations but we're, we're just like in the middle my parents have done what they can yeah the very best to provide for us and not material ways but like um our, like i think just happiness um and those sports are um they just always encouraged uh, my sister and i just to do whatever we want and i think that's kind of difficult to find in parents because 
let's say uh, your dad signs you up for soccer and you want to play soccer and you don't make that goal. Some you're giving me Vietnam flashbacks right now. Yeah, you were giving me. <laughs> Is that what happens re- sometimes? Oh yeah. Oh, most I definitely. Mean, soccer with you, with you. Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's when I'm, I I played soccer and I I used to see those parents just yelling at their kids and I'm just like, dude, that sucks. Like I didn't get yelled at. Um, Mostly because I didn't get to play all that often, if I'm going to be honest. I wasn't good. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't good yeah. either. I was like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it was funny because, I mean, drawing in terms of a somewhat not parallel, but there is, um, that's where I see like it, it's different in a sense where, uh, so I signed up for, or I signed up for soccer yeah. at one point myself so I could kind of please my dad in that sense. How old were you? Uh, I was the first time that I tried playing soccer. I think I was like 11, I think you signed up yourself when you were 11. Well, yeah, I went with, um, with my mom, like, I don't know where I was. Oh, okay, I want to go. Yeah. Okay. I want to go ahead and play soccer. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That was my choice. And then, you know, I get into high school and I fucking try out for, for soccer again, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a sport that my dad loves. But, um, I was fucking, I was horrible at it. It was, it was fucking bad. <laughs> I was really good at tennis, like, but, but your dad wanted you to play. Soccer. He wanted me to play soccer. Yeah, he would take days off to go watch my soccer games. That's nice, right? Yeah. To see me sit on the bench, because I didn't get play time. Yeah, but where I would play tennis and I'd be like winning matches and you know actually playing, he yeah. wouldn't go. Uh, obviously, it, it That's didn't kinda, interest him. That's kind of sucks. Yeah, uh, but I mean, at the same time, like, I don't know. There, there are things that I kind of see where it's just like I'm kind of okay that that's the way that it happened because Mm -hmm. it does help me appreciate when i do end up getting support in other areas you know it's just like oh like granted it's weird at first you know it's a very nice way of looking at it yeah it but it but it's weird at first when somebody tells you like oh you're good at this or you're good at doing it because you're just kind of like what the fuck are you trying to do right now yeah you know yeah uh, Uh, you know i'm a very um I'm not trying to toot my horn, but I'm just like, I try to be a genuine person and sometimes people take advantage of that. And that's not my point though. But, um, I mean, so so I really try like hard to like, like not limit my kindness, but like, you know, and it, sometimes it just kind of comes off weird to people that I'm being kind. Yeah. And I haven't really been struck by that except for the last couple of years. Like people think I'm trying to get something out of them. Um, and I've just been kind of realizing that I'm just and it. I just kind of been understanding now. I just more empathetic about it. But it's like it's also just kind of sad. Like, why can't people just be nice to each other? Like people in the south, people in Texas, like I've been to Texas a bunch of times there. I just feel like there's a more genuine vibe. People up north, California, Washington, Oregon, mm-hmm. there's a genuine like L.A. Obviously, there's a lot of shit going on. It's a you got Hollywood, you got materialistic things. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. It's a hit or miss when you say hi to somebody on the street or hi, you know, when you're walking to Silver Lake or something like that. Most of the time people are nice, but like, you know, they're just, it's, you know. I think it's because people are just so accustomed to it not being a common practice and they find it a little weird. Yeah. Um, But it's just, I don't know, it's like get over it. Somebody's just trying to be nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's good that you're, you know, that you're getting your support. I'm, I, I'm, well, it's kind of, I mean, I don't know. I'm glad that you found the the silver lining in the fact that your dad didn't go to your tennis games. Yeah, <laughs> my dad not going to my tennis games is what <laughs> fucked me up for the, for the rest of my life. Juan's well, like on my couch, like shivering as we speak. He's just like, Dad, no. Um, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I, there's silver linings in everything. Everything yeah. happens for a reason. Everything yeah. that, that we go through as people, you know, they help shape us who we are. Definitely. And, and puts do. us on the path that we're supposed to be on, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I've always, like, personally, I've felt like, at least with some creatives, when I hear like, oh, well, this should have been me, you know, I should have been here X amount of years ago, I should have, Mm -hmm. it's like, no, you did it when you were supposed to. Like, you had, you went through your experiences that you had to go through in order to get to where it is I always, I, I just want to piggyback on that. I just think it's a kind of, um, kind of like a victim mentality because I've been there before. Yeah. (laughs) Round two. Um... Of like thinking I'm not worthy to be in that position, but it's like you, really me putting my energy and focusing it on the right like places in the right time, and I was just not using my energy at that time in the right places, and it's just simple as that. And once you be you begin to step back and realize like 
maybe you're overclouding your mind, maybe you're actually doing too much in your day, maybe you're just you are you have a simple day and you're just making it too complicated. Maybe yeah. that's why you're not able to be at that level of musicianship or artist, you know, whatever you want to be in your life, you know, and that that's just that goes for me. But I think everybody's able to reach whatever their highest potential is in this lifetime. They just got to work hard, be kind and um, give back. Yeah. And I think those are great ways to grow as a person and to learn, which I think is the most important thing. I love learning. The giving back thing. Um, do you feel like, uh, have you ever felt like it's, and because we're going to be talking about like artists and musicians, do you ever feel like there's like this cutthroat mentality of like people just not wanting to kind of give back? Yeah, give back. Uh, I mean, the musician, the music world is very, I mean, TV and, and um, Hollywood and that stuff. I've, I've been kind of, I mean, I haven't really done a lot of it, but I've been on some sets and stuff we were talking about earlier. Um, mm -hmm. My sister has been on a lot of sets and um, that's cutthroat. It's, but it's very like um, a little bit more slow paced because you're, it's more union work, meaning like, hey, if your job is to set up microphones, you can just set up microphones. And if your job is to sweep the floors, you and if you do my job, like you're fired that kind of thing and they're very strict you have to have a break at the and that's cool yeah um that's just not my thing in the music world it's very cutthroat life or death i like to say um i mean movie sometimes too i can't say because i'm not 100 percent in it um that was just my experience on set um but live sound it's like hey if you don't get me this now it's like what the f are you doing with you know like come on like let's go like in one second feels like one million years sometimes and it's just it's super crazy. Um, but I think nowadays it's just, um, it's just kind of like, it's hard to say because so many people, you can't paint, you can't put people in a box anymore. Like somebody was talking to me about like guys and girls and relationships and like, oh, how, how do guys think and how do girls think? And nowadays it's like so hard to like even say that like as, yeah. a, as a concept because it's like, I don't know how how do people think individually now? It's not like how we used to like think about it in like the fifties or sixties. So it's kind of like that same thing. Like it just kind of depends on the person, honestly. And hopefully, you as a person, whatever you put out in the universe, that is what you're gonna attract. So if you want to put out good things and you want to go put out those people that you're looking for, you're gonna get that back. And if you're kind of being pouty about it, like hey, I'm not getting where I am, then you're gonna be in a zone with people saying the same thing wishing like you're going to be jamming or doing your thing on the weekends and you're gonna have a nine to five job wishing you know yeah and for some people that's fine and i i respect that but other people they're like you know like you said they want to be doing their thing but they're kind of like being like why like why is this not my time or i wish i could have done it so that's my little thing about it because i work i work really hard i don't have really a social life yeah and so i say that from experience from I went to college when I was 18 and I started working like in college 2017 and I haven't stopped working um, through COVID. I kept working. I haven't had like a really a break. I went to Washington for a month, but I worked over there. It was it was nice. Did you go to Washington? Because uh, I saw that. I saw that yeah. on, your, on your Instagram feed. Did you go out to Washington just to like get away? To get away. Bit, um, um, yeah, I, I had just like um, kind of a reset or. Yeah, I was in a relationship with um, a kind person and it just didn't work out. And yeah. um, that just really devastated me because it was uh, one of my first serious relationships. Because like I said, I'm just really invested into my career and my and growing. And when I went to school, I thought I was good. And then when I was surrounded by all these people, like I said, about surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded or better than you mm -hmm. all these people were better than me so i just wanted to push myself and the thing about that was like even though i suck so many of my friends now supported me in class like hey man you just do it like this do it like that and i think that's what got me to where to where i am today but at that moment in time in september of 2020 i just needed a break you know just everybody kind of needs a break and if anybody's been to washington um, my cousin lives on harstein island that's uh that's an amazing island and there's it's a part of all these little islands and stuff um mm. but washington's beautiful it's like heaven on earth to me and my plan is to buy an island with um a very nice person and just settle down there and have my studio and just kind of run it <laughs> uh, do my thing either buy an island or buy a nice property on an island and just 
retire there. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So after I do my big things. Well, if you don't mind me asking, like yeah. you, you were talking about how you went up there to kind of like clear your head, get yourself back centered and everything. Yeah. Um, how, like, have you been put in situations before where you're just like, okay, I know that this is what I need to kind of just reset, not necessarily just in relationships, but just like anything that's going on. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. I'm the kind of person that kind of just pushes things to the limits. Um, so sometimes that's most of the time kind of bad, but that's how I've just kind of honestly found out who I am as a person. I'm like, I'm not going to use any cuss words. I was going to, I was going to, cause I heard you say <laughs> F, you know, yeah. and I was just, uh, do you not feel uh, comfortable cursing? Cause no, you can't. Okay. Okay. No, I just, I don't know. That's who I, I put that little explicit thing. Oh, on. Oh, you book. did? Yeah. You did. Okay. I do that all the time. Yeah. Okay. Shit. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. By um, all means, I don't give a fuck. Uh, you can say okay. whatever the fuck you want. Um, weird um no i was uh asking about um oh okay yeah um uh i i really just kind of like just so from me pushing myself to the limits i don't really drink um i got really like blacked out drunk when i was 16 i think i got alcohol poisoning i don't know i woke up fine the next day thankfully i just i haven't drank after that it's not my thing um you know so i got pushed to my limit i do smoke weed but that's more for like not to get high or to escape. I mean, the, you know, obviously you get high, take that back. But yep. it's like, it's more for me either to like, I use it um, in a strain called sativa, which is like more of like, let's say you're taking a, an energy shot or like, you know, it's more uplifting. It's more creative in your head. A lot of people smoke what's called indica and that's more couch locked. You know, you're, you're hungry and stuff like yeah, yeah. I'm just not really about that. I really want to try to get the most out of my day. And um, I'm not smoking constantly. But I use it as something as like something to benefit me. I said something twice, but uh, no, that's fine. To benefit me, and um, so I'm kind of like big and being in tune. I practice Buddhism. Um, okay. My family and I, we all practice Buddhism. It's called uh, Nichiren Daishonin's Buddhism, and it's uh, we don't chant to a boot. Uh, we chant something called Namyoho Renge Kyo, and it means uh, devotion to the mystic law through cause and effect. So basically, it's like we everything is in like rhythm with the universe and we like decide how to put ourselves in you know in line with what we want and that goes back into saying what you were talking about earlier like how come i'm not reaching you know it's about lining yourself up with the right people putting your energy out there and really envisioning and creating what you want because like i've only gotten the opportunity to go to young records because um people Certain people believed in me. Not many people believed in me. Many people said just like, hey, get a back, get a, like, continue coaching, um, get a second career or get, use music as a backup job and not like, and to me, that's not like, that's not what I wanted to do. That's not what I was put yeah. on this planet for. So the fact that I'm here now and I tried to like, I, I think it's great that we're having this podcast because hopefully somebody hears this and like, it says, yeah, man, like. I really want it like I've been trying to do a YouTube page or I've been trying to knit or I've been trying to do something at Etsy store and I've I haven't been and I I I really try to encourage people to just fucking do it like just go out and do it like it's it's life is so day to day you know people with their 401ks and their safeties and their IRAs and their stock markets it's like you man just go live like just save save your money if you want and invest your money in the stuff that's going to make you happy and just and spend it with people that's going to make you happy that's my philosophy and you know i don't really care too much about food so no <laughs> that's not in my philosophy but uh eat good food i know people love food but you know it's just about surrounding yourself and uh with the best people possible and people that are better than you to get in the positions that you want in life and that's how i try to get myself in the um, situations that I'm like, yes, I kind of need to escape or I need to just kind of tune in or I need to like grind it out right now. Like now I need to grind it out. Like I always need to grind it out, but this month I need to grind it out. I just feel it in my bones. Like it just needs to be grinded out. Yeah. And that's kind of, I don't know. I'm just kind of big on intuition and I just feel things. Yeah. going, Going with your gut feeling. Going. Yeah. Very big on that. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I feel like there's a lot of people that don't end up doing that. They do end up playing it safe. 
Yeah. Um, or that they hesitate. But no, you're right. Like, because it's a very scary world. I mean, it it's, is. It's e- I played it safe for like everybody plays it safe. No one's fuck yeah. I played it safe. I played it safe last year for a big time. Like yeah, you got to play it safe with COVID. You got to. Um, but it's like you know you got to push yourself in the. It's again putting your energy in the right places. You know you're not gonna push yourself and like doing something you know crazy. You wanna like whatever your goal is. You wanna put your energy in that goal and the steps in reaching that goal. And even though like I said, yes, it's COVID right now. Um, you know, stay safe and still be able to do it. I still, and I am able to still pay my bills in a dying industry right now. I can probably say that. Yeah. With my music and art. And I'm blessed. And I just got to continue hustle. I hustle every day and I encourage people to do the same because you can do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. And then it's all about taking that first step. Taking the first step and I think having people that believe in you. Yeah. Um, is really important because if you don't have that it can me just saying it or somebody saying it to you can be a whole bunch of like spiel tony robbins crap um tony robbins is just like a motivational motivational speaker who doesn't anybody that doesn't know but um you know my words can just be a bunch of words but like you know if if you want to have my my page is isaac isshac or at young records message me if you want like if you need anything um stuff like that like you know like people need to be there for each other and especially like during the whole black lives matter movement and the riots and the protests and the whole armenia thing and just things in general like we're not supporting each other we're tearing people down because we're not agreeing we all kind of, not all of us, I can't say all of us, but a lot of people have the same vision. It's just not exactly written in the same sentence, you know? And right now, people are just not okay with that. It's gotten so extreme. And I was, I've been talking to that about, uh, talking about that with some people. And it's just like, just support each other, love each other, and um, encourage each other. Because right now, we need it most. I want to see you succeed. I want to see your podcast do great. I want to see you be happy with whoever you're talking to and continue your work to flourish. And, um, I'm never happy, Austin. <laughs> Same. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, I'm cynical too. I got an evil side. Um, shout out. Um, but, um, you know, it's just about support and yeah. back to having my family. If I didn't have my family, my immediate family, mom, dad, sister, then I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be here. It didn't matter. I wouldn't be doing swimming. I wouldn't be working at the Rose Bowl. My mom signed me up for Rosebuds. Yeah. And um, I ended up being a Rosebuds coach, full circle kind of thing. And um, my dad was really encouraging about art and sports and school and just me being happy. No, yeah. Family support is, is a big thing. Like I mentioned about my dad. But like... So I did this podcast. I had been thinking about doing this podcast. Yeah, I remember for a you while. talked to me with your friend George, and you didn't know what you were going to do and what you wanted to do. And yeah, I was excited for you, and um, just didn't know, didn't know. Kept pushing it back. My insecurities and my doubts were just like fucking getting the best of me. And then one day I just decided to fucking do it. Right? Yeah. I'm like, all right, whatever. If this is shit, it's shit. It is what it is. It could only get better from here. Yeah. Or maybe it won't. <laughs> whatever. So. You know, I go about my business, I'm recording more episodes, and then all of a sudden, like, my sister comes up to me one day, she was like, hey, I listened to your pod, your newest episode, it was really good. Yeah. And then she walked out. I, I mean, I was kind of thrown aback by it, I, was, yeah, like, yeah, I didn't yeah. even know that you knew that I had a podcast. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, And then, like, I remember recording an episode with a previous guest of mine, Mike Zuniga, we were there, and... Um, he, what did he tell me? He said that uh, one of his dancers on his team named Gerardo and he was also part of the Rhythm Fusion team now, he um, uh, he wanted to video record the podcast. Oh, like, very cool. I was like, all right, cool. That, that's fine. Never done it before, whatever. Yeah. And then Mike ends up telling me like, oh, Gerardo listens to your podcast. I, was, I had never met the kid before, never anything, yeah. but he had nothing but nice things to say about it. Wow. I'm and, so happy. And then, you know, he told me that he listens to it a lot. He's a big fan, da, da, and it's little things like that that kind of just like oh okay yeah um i don't know i also feel like personally even if you feel like you don't have the support right away eventually it'll get there it'll get there yeah and then all it takes is like one person i think it's faith yeah and that's a big thing you got to believe in yourself and know that you are a capable human being and um yeah and encouragement comes later and it's great 
to see somebody be like, hey, you know, but um, especially when it's random. And it's random, and that's the best because it's genuine. It's not you're not fishing for it. And I think you know a lot of people, a lot of famous people who uh, that I look up to, that are great either people, musicians, artists. They're like they didn't do it because they wanted to get famous or have chicks or rock, you know, rock and roll, drugs. Like they did it because they were passionate about it, and it just it caught on, and they created something that just blew up. And yeah, you know, you did your podcast because you wanted to do your podcast. And interview. oh no, I was trying to get chicks, <laughs> all the drugs and shout out. Go- okay, uh, we're on Tinder right now. Who's uh, looking please, for uh, please Juan Torres? Swipe right, <laughs> swipe, 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 swipe. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I think that uh, you know, obviously, some people get lucky with it, and they whatever their intentions are. Sometimes it just boom, it gets there. But I think people can really feel your intention more if it's genuine. Um, yeah. And just having faith in yourself. When you have faith, you develop, you know, this genuine thing of being able to want to believe in yourself and to believe in others. The confidence does come around a little bit, like after mm-hmm. after something like that, being told that, you know, you have a fan or some shit like that. Yeah, and even if it's just one fan. I yeah. Mean, yeah, it's better than, like, people were like, they want to go from zero to a million in one night. You yeah. Know, you got you to gotta build somewhere. And you got to do those Great Wall of China's, you know, the Rome's, all that stuff. You got to build them in time. It takes time. And I've always got to remind myself, patience. Yeah. Do you feel like you're a very patient person overall? Um, no. <laughs> I'm a very antsy kind of like, I, I try to be. Um, yeah, this, this new person that I've been talking to, she's really awesome. And she's like super like uh, down to earth and like... Uh, like just chill and um just kind of like helps me mellow out um i'd say i'm kind of like string cheesy which means like uh strung out sometimes yeah um i try to keep not being from strung out and meaning like i work a lot and um i don't like i said before i don't really have time to really do anything so um the my buddhist practice my family this kind person that i've been talking to my friends they help keep me in check um, cause if not, I, I can be all over the walls. Yeah. Um, but I also use, I use that energy like, um, you know, there's always a two sides of the coin. I also try to use that energy and like doing what I can. Like I stay up late at night and I get work done. I know I've built this studio from hard work, not from like coming in and like, you know, doing a nine to five. Like I'm here sometimes 16 hours, 24 hours, 36 hours. I sleep here, you know, I do jobs 36 hours, 24 hours. And I'm not saying it to brag. I'm just saying like. You know, I'm, I put in the time because I want to be genuinely better and um, I want to work on my negative tendencies, which is being spasmatic, spasmatic sometimes. <laughs> and like, you know, I, the worst thing I can think of is going into a room and somebody feeling my energy and they're like not vibing with it or they just think I'm frantic and, you know, mm-hmm. especially in like when you work in live sound or in the studio, it's, there's a lot on the line. I'm sure dancing, whatever you do in certain situations, stressful. If you're in a stressful situation, you want the most calm, collective, cool Keith guy. No? You want the most... I want the most frantic, just... Oh, my God. Out of See? fucking control person just there. I don't know, dude. I like chaos. Pulp, like, you want that Pulp Fiction kind of stuff? Fuck it, dude. Like, I'm just... Stab me in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I'm just... Yeah. No. Um, but, but... I'm glad. For you, but For... <laughs> from my experience, I don't think in a work environment, people like that No. too much. So, um, I think you got to be the best cool cucumber, Keith, whatever, and... Also, you know, when you need to be on top of it and use your adrenaline and, you know, kick it up to overdrive, you need to be able to tap into that. So I'm still working on the balance. Yeah, no, balance is good. And just to kind of go back to, I was just totally fucking kidding, <laughs> by the way. I, I Before any anything creative, I do my best to to get some sort of like meditation. Yeah. And just to kind of just balance myself out, just kind of be like, okay. I'm here. I'm fine. Or if I do go into a situation that's frantic, yeah. Through the process of me working on what it is I need to work on, that calms me down. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's yeah. It's your zone. Yeah, I guess it is. Like when when I dance, or uh-huh. I remember there was this one situation. Dude, when I see Juan dance, I haven't seen Juan dance in person. I've only seen him dance in videos because I'm not cool enough. 
but um you're coming to the next we we have another i'll, I'll tell you about all that, right shout out thank you but this guy's unbelievable to see this guy dance i'm like how is this guy not walking around with just all the roses in his mouth you know like in all the all cliche movies what are you talking about antonio so, banderas take the lead that's but juan's a really great dancer so i think when you find somebody in their element no matter what they do if you're dancing music you're you're knitting you're cooking you're the best dang uber driver if you're gonna be an uber driver be the best dang uber driver if you're gonna be a freaking fry cook be the best dang fry cook People make good money taking out the trash. They make about sixty to sixty-five thousand dollars a year. Not many people make that kind of money, and you know you got to be appreciative for those kind of jobs. And if yeah. there's not people taking out the trash, then we don't have a clean city, and we don't have sanitary streets. You know, it's all the small things. I'm big on the small things. I appreciate rocks. I appreciate ants. I appreciate grass. I appreciate the sun. What kind of grass do you appreciate? Huh? I just appreciate going to a park and having a good time. The grass that makes, I don't know, the green grass, not the dead grass. Oh. Juan over here, Mr. O. Oh, I like God. everything dead and sad and No, I was referring to marijuana, but whatever. Like oh, okay. What kind of grass do you like? Those? I like sativa grass. Um, Jack Herrera, Blue Dream. Those are my things. But um, I like going to parks, you know, simple things. I'm a simple kind of guy. I'm an old school guy. I listen to records. Um, what are some of your favorite records favorite records too many to count um but my f I'll, I'll give you some influential influential things the reason i'm here today is because of green day's american idiot record never heard it never i'm kidding oh okay i was yeah. like i would have i mean i don't know changed my life changed the planet i think yeah changed my life that told me i am a music like i didn't know what kind of music i like green day is still one of my favorite bands top favorite bands and just to go full circle, I recorded Green Day at the Whiskey in 2019. I remember that. It was or, a live show, right? Yeah, I think it was 2019 or 2020. Live show, and they had a record. That was my first big break, dude. I grew up in 2004 listening to it. I was like, I don't know, eight years old. And then I was 23 recording Green Day, fucking crying. Tears of joy. Yeah, you know, no, I can and imagine. So, Green Day, American Idiot, um, I've got, I don't have that tattooed on me, but I should. Um, I've got Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon tattooed on me. Mm -hmm. That's an influential record. I found that this, it's a remastered album cover. It's not the one that everybody has tattooed. It's the remastered version. Mm -hmm. um, I found it for $2 at Goodwill. Blew my mind. Um, and then I have Rush, 2112. It's an epic saga. 20-minute, 20 22-minute song. Yeah. And then I got a David Bowie. Um, and mainly like, there's so many, I can't say records, but I just say like maybe artists, like the artists, the reason why I have these artists tattooed on me is because they, like I said before in the beginning, way beginning of the podcast, like mm -hmm. there's, they stood for something like they shifted, they shaped music. Like Rush is such a counterculture band, like not in the sh sense that they're like hippies, but they wrote long, long songs that the radio didn't really play them. Um, the record company was going to pretty much cut them out because they were doing these long epic albums and nobody really got them. And then they wrote 2112 being like, fuck it. Like if we're going to go out, we're going to go out in style, like and doing it our way. And that just spoke to me. And you hear the, you hear the, it's a whole, just one side of the LP and you just hear it. You feel it. You know, you hear the anger and the emotion and the rawness, um, you know, Dark Side of the Moon, it's the most sell the top selling record of like all time. So is Pink Floyd, one of the best selling bands of all time, top three, top five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, that's when like that's when the planets align, the energy, whatever, you know, if you want to believe in that stuff, I'm kind of like whatever I believe in the universe and things being in the right place in the right time and those kind of things and those people to make those kind of music, Led Zeppelin, of uh, these kind of bands, the Beatles of this kind of caliber, Jimi Hendrix. You know, we're in Black History Month right now. And I was just thinking um, to have so much appreciation um, for the slaves and the other uh, indigenous cultures that had came here or had come here from South America, Africa, other parts of Europe, um, because without them from the 1860s and the 1800s, we wouldn't have rock and roll, pop, techno, blue. Like, mm -hmm. you know, this all came from slaves and they're different from them being on boats and them doing their chants and their calls and um, call and responses and their different rhythms. And it's 
been integrated into American culture and around the world, and of course, other music, but the music that we listen to America is because of African American people. And just to have like a genuine thanks, besides of the many, many things that they provide, you know, or that they have discovered or that they've helped, because we've been on this whole thing of like 2020 and 2019 of, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, which is very important. And um, again, just having appreciation since we're here at a record or a music studio, just that music wouldn't be what it is today without the African American and other indigenous people. Yeah, and having yeah. knowing, knowing that, knowing the origins, knowing the origins, music. and just to have appreciation. If you're a Justin Bieber fan, just know that you know it came from somewhere. Pop music came from somewhere, and I'm not saying you got to go listen to go like the slave chants or like music from the 20s, the 30s, 50s. You know, it's just to know that, like, you know, hey, just like while we when we go to elementary school, we go to high school, we learn about world history and. U.S. history to just have knowledge and to hopefully not be, you know, ignorant about it because you want to be growing up in this world and have, you know, a good foot in this world. Some, some, a head on your shoulders and some sort of knowledge. Not saying you have to know everything. Yeah. But it's just good to know and appreciate where your music and your love comes from because everybody loves music. I mean, most people, some people don't like music, but, you know, music moves people. It, it saves lives. It cures people from like, um, bone diseases and get people out of comas like this shit is powerful no it, it really is I was um, so somebody that I was talking to last night um, uh, we were talking about this podcast talking about um, what it was that I was going to talk about because it had been so fucking long since I'd done one of these so recordings. what did you want to really ask Juan nothing no, <laughs> not, not, not that I'm not going to say that but we were talking about um, she was like oh well you know record record uh, record studio owner you know he yeah. founded this you know he's a musician i was like yeah um music like how can i relate to music it's just like i had to think about it not for too long but it's just like music does kind of carry my mood or or my mood carries my music vice versa you know mm -hmm. so um like i could be Definitely. at work yeah. you know have my laptop out have spotify on mm -hmm. and people can tell what kind of mood i'm in by the music that i'm listening to yeah it's just it's, like boom get people in their plate like you know like djs that's what djs do they make playlists they curate now we have the ability to do it from the touch of our fingers which is i don't know if people just can appreciate that guys you when you have spotify that you're like literally streaming like these people work so many hours and like they bloody fingers and their bloody ears and bloody this bloody that but you know they really put their time and efforts and so just like to just have appreciation that you can curate a playlist that you don't have to pay 100 or 200 dollars to have a compilation cd of all your favorite artists yeah you know it's just like yeah and it's very great that people can be able to tell who you are through music or through art and i think that's why um more people should be encouraged to pursue their dreams in it because um, I think art is a very big, I mean, obviously not all people want to be artists. Um, they want to be doctors, lawyers, whatever, race car drivers, you name it. Um, but art is a very hard field and it's very discouraged because it's hard and not a lot of people make money on it. But the people that do are the biggest people in the world. And those like, you're not going to tell me that the president of the United States or the president of or the king of some other country doesn't have a favorite musician or yeah. a favorite hometown artist or a favorite, some kind of art that moves him, whether it's comedy, music, movies, that's all art. Yeah. So somebody, everybody has something like that. Well, it's crazy how, yes, the field is hard. Um, being an artist is hard. It's not easy. No, of course. Just like anything else, it, it's hard. But it's so beautiful. It's beautiful, and that's why I do it. Yeah. I do it for the, like, again, I do it for the love. I do it for for those sleepless nights of me being able to like finally say, Hey, I figured this out on my own and I'm, I'm crying tears of joy because like I didn't have to go on YouTube or I didn't have to like do that. I like, I was able to figure it out. And, um, and then from there I'm able to share it with my friends and then we're able to like learn together. And that's what it's about. It's about including people in the, the atmosphere and then in the group and just encouraging people because if not, then the, the artist community would die and the, music community would die and you know we wouldn't have that renaissance period that we had in like the 14 or the 1500s you know that all came out of people being um 
inspired by one another, you know, Michelangelo and Raphael and John, you know, all those people um, and all these big things happened because they were seeing what was happening around the world and happening in Europe at that time. And um, that couldn't happen if they weren't encouraging or like if society was like, nah, F the arts or F, you know, the sciences and, you know, there's always a time to be encouraging. And if we didn't have these things, then we wouldn't have what we have today. Yeah. And um, that's kind of my two cents on it. No, yeah. Well, I mean, I always do my best to try to exp or I always express that I feel like somebody should do art in some capacity even if it's not your traditional sense of what yeah. art is you know like dancing is art you know obviously painting is art doing a coloring book do something because it it's so expressive your, your right brain it's just something about connecting your right brain to your left brain and you don't even have to be good at it art can be so subjective art can be like mowing the lawn and yeah art to me sometimes is cleaning my house because i get in that zone that i get into when i get in music like sweeping the floor like you know, to me, that's my time. I like picking up dirt and seeing that I had this once messy place and now it's clean. And it's like, wow, that's maybe so lame to whoever's hearing this. But like, it's again, it's the simple things. It's like I get in that zone, sweeping mm -hmm. my house, the same that I get in the zone, putting on a concert. It's the same thing. So I, I try to really tap into that whenever I can. Well, concert wise, um, just because you were talking about how you did the uh, live recording for Green Day, I was going to say, I've seen Green Day twice. Oh, it was amazing, huh? Yeah, the, I saw them. I'm jealous because I didn't get to be in the crowd, but... Yeah, I well, the I'm forgetting where the second location was. Yeah. But the first one was at the Echoplex. It was a very intimate show. No way. It was... It must uh, have been amazing. It was when they were releasing... After they had just released Uno. Oh, Dos. Yeah, Uno, Dos, and Trey. Um, so it was right after Uno... And uh, it was just an amazing show. I'm sure. I love intimate venues. Yeah, I think I saw a video where it was just like crazy. Yeah, I work at the Whiskey A Go Go and a couple other venues, but the Whiskey's obviously is famous, but it's intimate. Yeah. If you haven't been there, it's like a 400 place capacity. And it's just like you feel the energy. People, Led Zeppelin, fucking, I don't know, everybody that you can think of has played on that stage. Yeah. And sweat and spat. Iconic. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like. It's that same thing. So just to be able to like go in that the energy in that small clubs, um, and to see your favorite artists and yeah, just yeah, and to be able to like know that they're not. Um, I have the I have the blessing. I do something called monitor engineering, which means um, if you ever go to a live show or what you did pre COVID, um, or if you see them on YouTube or a concert, you the people either have these things in their ears. They're called in-ear monitors, or they have the wedges on the floor, and basically there's an engineer sending them a specific mix. So um, on sound check, let's say you're part of the band, you're like, I just want to hear guitar, vocals, and drums in my um, wedge. And so, you know, I would be doing that and blah, blah, blah. So you have to talk with the artist. So many times at the Whiskey, there's famous people going there, and it's like, you like and a lot of the times it's the people that i've grown up listening to so it's like you don't have a time to fangirl you just got to be like you got to put on your professional big boy boots yeah yeah and um but again they're just regular people back to that they're like just you and i and just like hey man they just come in in sweats and like and then they go and kill it they put it on for they go get paid the money that they do to go and you know that's why they're signed or that's why they do what they do but like at the end of the day they're just like normal people they have families um, they like listening to music or they like just listening to NPR <laughs> and like chilling out, you know, yeah. just regular, regular people. And I think we just kind of have to remember that if you ever like run into anybody, just like sometimes people don't want to give autographs and that's fine because maybe they get asked all the time or maybe they do cause they don't mind. And just, you just got to respect that. And, um, that everybody's just like you and I, they're yeah, just yeah. like regular people. Yeah, they just play for thousands. Whether he's Joe Biden or whether it's you or I, he's, Joe Biden's still a regular Joe Schmo. Yeah, he's just got um, you know, a little bit more leverage on yeah, yeah. some of us. Well, who's the who's the most famous person that you've ever met that kind of just like really starstruck you? Um, when it came about. Um, I did meet Alicia Keys. She's just naturally stunningly beautiful. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, there's just like a lot of people. I, I, I've, 
like the Green Day show, I didn't meet them in person, but I saw them like very up close and I met the engineer. Um, that was just beyond a full circle moment. Um, I don't know. Because what was the show that you did? It's just, sorry, I've just worked with a lot of people no, and it's good. just like, um, all to them, they all just have like, to me, it's just, they all have a significant, like it just as a cluster, yeah, it just yeah. all means something to me. But sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, there was a show that I know that you worked on because I was trying to get a ticket for it. Oh. I think, I don't Where know. was if, it? In Pasadena? No, I think it was at the Whiskey. Oh. I think it was like a last minute show. Was it, it wasn't, I think Fallout Boy was oh. a part of it. Oh, is that the super secret show? Yeah. Yeah, it was the Fallout Boy Weezer Green Day show. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. and they are, and that was just amazing. Um, I'll tell you what, I did get, I worked with Stone Temple Pilots as a back, um, backline tech, which means you backline is like the bass cabs, guitar cabs, drum, you know, drum set, all the stuff that's in the back of the stage, not like really the front, like Mm. the microphones and like, you know, stuff like that. So, um, I was there working at the Rose in Pasadena as a backline tech and, um, I was able to manage my, you know, you get the perks of saying, hey, I work here. So I was able to get backstage in a sold out show, just pushing my way through. And um, I was clapping at the end of the first song. And who's clapping behind me? It's freaking Johnny Depp. <laughs> so I said, what's up, Johnny Depp? I was pretty starstruck. And then um, Johnny Depp's security guard kicked me out. And then I just kind of found a way. I was like, dude, you're I, lying. No. And then I was like, dude, I work here. Um, but I was like, yeah, what's that? I mean, what are you going to say? You have to play it cool. Yeah. Um, and then after I was kind of just like t- being told to like leave or whatever, um, or I don't know, it was like in the middle of the set, Joe Perry from Aerosmith oh, walks, walks right in front of me to go up the ramp to go on stage. And I was just like losing my, losing my shit. Um, That's right. I saw Aerosmith once at the Staples Center. Oh, yeah. And then I forget what song it was, but like we see somebody like walking out on the crowd is going nuts and yeah was it vision, johnny depp it was fucking johnny yeah depp. he he came and played with them at the bowl johnny depp's in the band with him and um alice cooper the hollywood vampires yeah so they do like their kind of thing and stone temple pilots are friends with them i guess yeah um, so that was a pretty cool thing that's um, wild it's yeah. funny that you say like what a, what would i say to him you know and then it's just other than hi johnny depp i would have gone up to him and be like hey you got my five dollars <laughs> You just can't, like, I don't know, you just, you, it just depends on where you are in the situation. Yeah. Like, I worked with the the singer of Journey, um, Arnel Pineda, not the original, Steve Perry, shout out to him, but... um The, the current singer. The current singer, I worked yeah. with him at the Saban in Beverly Hills, really, really nice guy. You know, you just kind of just shoot the shit. Um, George Lynch from Lynch Mob, he's a top uh, 100 guitar player of all time. He, like, liked, I've worked with him a couple times, so he remembered me. Yeah. I was wearing an As I Lay Dying shirt, which is just some, like, metal band. He's like, oh, dude, my daughter used to date somebody from there I was dating. And it was just, like, cool to just shoot, like, hey, man, you, like, you respect me. Like, you're not talking down to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you're some great virtuoso player or something like that. Um, This guy, Jack Russell from Great White. I wasn't starstruck, but I was super appreciative. He's an amazing um, 80s rock, hard rock singer, and he sounds like Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. Like almost to the T. He's got an amazing voice and he recognized me. I've worked with him four times and um, he loves the way I do his sound. So one of the last times I worked with him, he was like, oh, it's so great to see you again. He literally gave me a hug backstage. And I was just like, wow, I was just beyond thrilled that somebody just hugged me. And like, I got a photo of him signing and, you know, thank you so much and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I have a book of the stuff that people have written to me on stage and stuff. So that to me really means a lot. And so I, I can't really remember off the top of my head, but if I look back and, um, it's not maybe starstruck, but it's more appreciative of the people that I've, and the artists that I've got to work with, I guess is the right answer. Yeah. Or the right response. And how old are you now? 24? 25. 25. And I've been doing this since I was, um, 21. So not too long, four years. Yeah. So the fact that, I don't really like talking about it. It's kind of weird. Like, like I said, I've, I, I, the last Kanye record, um, Jesus is King or something. I helped set that up, um, in the, in the studio where they did that. And I've worked like, as you know, Green Day and some other artists and mainly live sound. Yeah. Um, not in the studio yet. I'm really working on building people and being able to get them to get great music out there. Um, 
but just from that, I've been able to just, uh, yeah, four years. I mean, that's crazy. And so sometimes when I talk to that, to people, it's just like, hmm, it seems kind of braggy or like, so I really try my best not to come across it as braggy. Um, but sometimes you just have to talk about it. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, but yeah, I'm really blessed four years doing my thing and really trying to my best to just encourage people. Uh, like I said, I'm only 25 and I work in a lot of places where the people are double my age or, um, things like that or there's people my age a lot but you know you're in the industry with these musicians who are like been around since the 80s is which what i mean yeah yeah so that's kind of my thing no that's dope man i mean at least me personally maybe because i know you i don't see it coming off as braggy it's more just like if you talk about it it's i don't know i feel like it's more kind of like it's possible yeah well i try like i try to talk about it only i feel like when needed like yeah uh, I post a lot of music stuff on my Instagram, but it's just like um, either like, hey, I'm showing what I'm doing. And um, again, it's just like just to encourage mainly just to encourage people. It's like I I just moved into a new place. I moved out of my parents house for the first time. And, um, you know, it's late. I'm 25 years old. I don't mind saying that, but I, I pay two rents, um, mm. you know, and I pay two rents with my art and my hard work and my music and um you know, four years, yeah, it's just a short time, but you can do, uh, you know, you can accomplish your wildest dreams in four years. No, yeah, most definitely. And the fact that this started off as a homework assignment. Yeah, you know, I never thought of that. I mean, it is true. I just really never thought of that as a homework assignment. Yeah, the idea. Very yeah, the good. idea Thank of you. it all. Very and then, humbling. And then you created it into this. I'm very big on making my ideas come to life because um i've just got one life and i'm like i said i'm very string cheesy all over the wall yeah yeah. (laughs) and if i'm not really doing what i want i'm just kind of fucking either depressed um which is not good or i'm just like not home being a good service to society whatever that may be and i don't know what that is um but me just doing what i love feels like i'm being a I'm doing something right on this planet. I'm not just being like, just a space. Yeah, it seems like you found your purpose. Which... Yeah, and the the purpose, yeah, is music. But the main purpose, um, which goes, ties in with my Buddhist practice and everything that I stand for is um, to bring the others around me. Right now we're in COVID, like we talked about. Um, a lot of my friends, a lot of, a lot of people I know in the music industry have killed themselves. Oh, shit. Um, I want to say a lot, but, uh, you know, a lot of people in the arts, it's like they work very day to day or month to month. And then now you're cutting off their their life, people with their businesses in in a year. It's like how they're supposed to survive. What are they going to do with themselves? So a lot of people, unfortunately, have taken their lives or have gone homeless. And um, so the fact that I'm able to, like, again, do this right now, um, my main purpose is to just help encourage people and to bring other people around me to... Um, like if I get a job, like to put the energy out there that I'm going to get the best paying job for that, for that day. So I can hire my assistant to give him a great budget and to give people food. Like I'm not just here to skim people. Like I want to buy people food. I want to treat people well, because when people treat me well, I notice it. And when I treat people well, I want to show them that I appreciate their time and I appreciate what they do for me. Yeah. Um, because nothing happens with, um, just handshakes you know it happens with um actions no yeah and no talks Most you can talk all you want but it's, i think it's all about actions so 2021 is just definitely all about action that's fair man um is there any sort of piece of advice that you'd want to give anybody out there that's just do you um i know it's super like cliche just honestly like just work on being genuinely happy for you that's it whatever you can like however you find it right now i practice buddhism um i do my art um i listen to music talk to my family um now getting into a kind back and forth friendship with somebody nice so all these things um to me make me happy but at the end of the day that all doesn't matter if i'm not 
happy with myself. So the best piece of advice I could say if anybody listened to the end of this <laughs> one hour and five minutes, which I hope they did, because yeah. I think it was a really great podcast. Thank you for having me on. It's no problem. Um, my pleasure. Just be happy with yourself and go do the things that you want to do that make you happy. Who cares what your mom or your dad or your whatever says, because they're not you. You are you, and um, only you know what you feel inside. And um, that's all I can say, because a lot of people told me, even sometimes my parents told me, not my parents, I'd say my dad, my dad, just real quick before we wrap this up, coming from a Middle Eastern culture is, um, they're very, uh, like, not protective, but they're like conservative mm. because, um, and just the kind of things that happened in my dad's family in particular were just, you know, karmic related and um, a little bit more conservative. So if I don't excel, he wants, of course, my dad wants me to do anything that I want in my life and to excel, but to do something in art, he came to this country and tried to pursue being a photographer and he didn't end up doing photography as a full-time thing. So, you know, of course he wants me to do music but he just had some hesitance so when you don't have a full hundred percent from your parents it just you know kind of brings you down but at the end of the day i was like f this i am born to do music i was going to go be a tattoo artist or a photographer or whatever but i knew my music was i mean my music i knew my calling was music and only i knew that so again at the end of the day do what you love do it for you do it for nobody else and uh be genuinely happy with yourself because you are amazing. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Um, so real quick, before we wrap this up, um, uh, where can anybody find uh, your I'm finishing up media? the website for Young Records, J-U-N-G records.com. You can check it out now if you like, but um, there's just a couple tad little things that I got to finish up. But uh, check it out there again, J-U-N-G records.com. We're on Instagram, J-U-N-G underscore records. Um, you can book us for recording in the studio, mixing, mastering, any live stream or live studio production, editing for video and stuff like that. And um, if you want to get in contact, you can contact me through there. I gave my personal page if you just need any type of personal support or a friend. Um, and I'd be happy to give you my phone number through there. Or I've got um, my business cards. You can come hang out here and I can give you them and we can go through there. But mainly it's just about encouragement. So if you want to find me, hang out, talk about encouraging things, or if you want to talk about music, Young Records, J-U-N-G underscore records, Instagram, or J-U-N-G records.com. Thank you, Juan. And the Late Bloomer podcast, tune in 25-7. I know it's weird me promoting you, but Juan's a great guy. He's an amazing dancer. Check him out on Insta. And um, what do you like to do, Juan? What are some of your favorite things? Or not turning this into an interview on me. Austin Isaac, everybody, thank you so much for coming Thank on the you, podcast. guys. I love you, everybody. Be yourself. Be amazing. Love yourself. Bye.